Hi, hi. Welcome to the Human Design for Marketing podcast. I'm your host, Yvette Mayer, and this show is for you if you're done with cookie-cutter marketing and ready to build your personal brand in alignment with who you really are. I'm a marketing expert, human design nerd, and intuitive business coach who's helped hundreds of women just like you to elevate their frequency and activate their most magnetic personal brand. Each week, we'll dive into practical tips, interviews, conversations, and more to help you create an aligned business, a positive contribution, and of course, an abundant life. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Human Design for Marketing podcast. This episode is going to be all about your personality sun gate. To tell you a bit about why, well, there are a lot of things that have been happening in my life in recent weeks that have brought this gate to the forefront for me. It's also coming up in other parts of my life. It's what we're working on in this current round of the Frequency Project right now. And I've also had a look back at my stats for the podcast and it would seem that my most popular human design for marketing episode ever was about using the gates for your marketing. So I know this is quality content for you as well. Now, before we get into the episode, I did want to start us off a little bit differently. And that is by reading you out a poem. Now, I have a reason for doing this. We're talking about the sun. The sun is so influential in your human design chart and in your personal frequency, it is akin to 70% of the energetics that come from your human design chart, right? Hugely, hugely fundamental. Now, I often say that with the way that human design came together with four ancient wisdoms, with modern wisdom, it to me speaks to why you can't make this stuff up, that you can even bring together all of these lineages from very different parts of the world and make it so meaningful in one consolidated system and so powerful. And I was reading, and this is going back actually to the end of last year, I was reading a little bit of Rumi. Now, Rumi is uh, of the Islamic faith. He was alive 800 years ago, so like the year 12-something-something. And I came across this poem and I couldn't help but think, here is just another confirmation of this level of truth and power that sits inside what is within human design and indeed in the cosmos as well. So the poem. It's called the embryo. When the time comes for the embryo to receive the spirit of life, at that time the sun begins to help. The embryo is brought into movement, but the sun quickens it with spirit. From the other stars, this embryo received only an impression until the sun shone upon it. How did it become connected with the shining sun in the womb? By ways hidden from our senses the way whereby gold is nourished, the way a common stone becomes a garnet and the ruby red, the way fruit is ripened and the way courage comes to one distraught with fear. So beautiful, right? And I thought the 
perfect opener to this episode, which is all about the sun and its power. Now, if you're newer to human design, it's worth noting that this placement in your chart sits when you look at your body graph on the top right. It is the gate on the top right of your chart. There will also be a sun icon of some sort in your chart. You are going to have a gate which is numbered between 1 and 64. Throughout the year, every gate spans a six-day period in terms of its placement in the sun. So if you think about astrology, there are 12 star signs and each of those star signs sits in the sun placement for around a month. Okay, so across a year, each each of the 12 sit within their placement for a month. So with human design and the gates, there are 64 gates and each of those gates sits in the sun placement for around six days. So it's very similar to thinking about your star sign when you think about the personal, the, sorry, the personality sun placement when you look at your chart. That's how important this aspect of your chart is. Now, I work with a couple of different things, um, more than a couple, to be honest, uh, in terms of how I learn about human design. So, you know, there's the deep learning from personal mentorship, and then there's the robustness of doing all of the research. I am of line one, so I am want to uh, absorb many, many, many different reference points. But what I'm going to refer to primarily today is traditional human design and the gene keys. Because the gene keys to me, especially when we contemplate a gate at a time, which they are entirely about this this part of human design is actually from the I Ching. When we're looking at this, the gene keys have this beautiful approach to thinking about the frequency of the gene key, which is very relevant when it comes to how we express this and understand the low and the high frequency of each individual gate. Now, what brought me here is what I've experienced this year so far with my gate three picking into gear in 2024. So let's start with how my gate three has wreaked havoc with my 2024 thus far. So I started this conversation a week ago when I mentioned that I was in Bali but that my trip had been delayed by a few days because when I went to fly out on the 31st of December, my passport was rejected for not being in a good enough condition, which was very, very stressful, very disappointing. I was so sad, so frustrated, but big picture, I got over it. I replanned my trip. I extended it. Like it was, it was all fine or it was all fine when it was just that one thing. And I, I think I even said on the on the last episode, well, you know, 2024 got off to a difficult beginning because I was meant to be in Bali and I was actually in Sydney. And I was also in this space of how do I be present with where I am and make the most out of where I am and enjoy myself when I'm meant to be on, on my holiday. And I've been so excited to get away. So it was this like difficult energy, but 
also a space that I'm pretty comfortable with because of the way my chart is designed and therefore the way my energy works. Uh, after that, things got worse. So what happened a week ago today, I was, I woke up on, on Thursday, um, what's the date? It's the 18th, so it would have been like the 11th of January, ready for a big day of work because the second part of my trip to Bali was extended into work time and so I had three days of pretty normal work hours and on the 11th I had a frequency project call I'm trying to think back actually my day started with a client who was in the US and I decided to and I offered to do this really early morning call for her and then because I was in Bali it was actually at 5 30 in the morning I'm an early riser I was fine with it but so my day started really early and I kind of was in the mindset of it's all good. I'm going to do this call really early. Then I'm going to dive in and get really um, highly prepped for my frequency project call, which was about the personality sun gate in the afternoon. So I did my early morning call. It was great. I was all lit up and excited because, you know, after you've been holidaying, I find the fastest way to get back into your work zone is to really help someone. And it was a great call. Came out of that call and went diving in to get organized for my afternoon call, which was hours and hours later. And when I went to log into Canva, which is where my slides are hosted and built and live, I couldn't get into my account. And at first I was like, that's weird. It's asking me um, for a pin code. And then it's it's sort of saying that, do I want to set up an account? And, at, you know, in the beginning, I, I didn't really think it was a big deal. But as the day unfolded, it turned out that I had no access to my Canva account and that it in fact had been hacked. How weird for starters. I had no idea that anybody would want to hack my Canva account or why. Uh, so mm, lesson for everybody listening, if you rely heavily on Canva, as I have done for many years now, it is, uh, it can be at risk. Now I've done a bit of digging into why would somebody want to get into my Canva account. And the first reason is really to unlock your password and then try and use that password in other places. But the more I thought about it, if they went right through every single document I've ever created, I'm sure there are things in there that they could take advantage of. So suffice to say, this was hugely, hugely challenging for me. I, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. My entire human design for marketing body of work has been created, typed straight into Canva. All my readings, all of my um, deep dives on every element of human design in relationship with marketing, my current amazing automation uh, project that my senior VA is working on it was like two-thirds through being developed all inside Canva. Every course I've ever created, all the slides, all the workbooks, everything. I mean, even current clients that I'm working with their briefs to me, I typed straight into Canva on our calls. So it's it's a huge challenge. And I had both the instant 
oh my freaking goodness, how am I going to manage my call this afternoon where the slides that I was actually going to recreate, update, make sexier because of some more persistent content I'm creating in the program, I couldn't even get to the slides. And so I had to think really quickly. And the solution that I came up with was to run the video from the last round of the same program through Zoom and pause it and have conversations along the way. So less than ideal, but also the amazing community were very happy and it worked, but so, so not what I wanted to do. And, you know, it, it's really set me back around I wanted that new content filmed to put back into the to the product and all of that stuff. So that was the second thing that happened to me. I will also share that it is seven days and I still don't have access to my Canva account. I'm cool. I'm, I have a high faith that I'm going to get it back. There's been no less than 35 emails between Canva and myself. At this point, the entire account is locked from me, but also locked from anybody else. It's with Canva. They're going through their rigorous process in with their investigation team. So I truly believe that I will have my account back sometime in the near future. And all of this will be a funny story in the future. Although I think the biggest lesson is to be more vigilant around having copies in multiple places. So I've learned that lesson uh, and I've applied it not just to Canva, but the other system that I rely really heavily on is Kajabi. That's where all my course content lives. That's where all my video content is uploaded into. And again, I've relied on that platform for storage. And so my team is going through the process of backing that up as well. Okay, that was number two. Number three challenge happened when I got back and within a couple of days, woke up in the middle of the night, sick with barley belly. Now, this isn't a big drama, but it just goes to show the level of difficulty that I've been experiencing at the beginning of this year. So let's talk about your personality gate through this lens. You're going to find with this gate, when you really begin to contemplate it, that it is a theme that shows up for you repetitively. So I've spoken to this on the Gates episode themselves. This difficulty at the beginning is something that I am very familiar with. And when you don't just in, sorry, working with human design, I can see that there is uh, gifts inside of that because it's not difficulty throughout, right? And it's true. Like when you think about growth or adventure, like nothing big, exciting and expansive happens without change. And change invariably is hard in the beginning. It comes with surprises. It comes with challenges. And so in the beginning, it's difficult This just seems to be more present in my life than for others. And it's something that I would say that I'm very so, well, human design has really helped me to be super aware of this as, I guess, my cross to bear, but also that I am here to be able to work with you and my clients, my audience in general, to remind you that 
even though things feel challenging and hard in the beginning, that it's so important to keep going because beyond that, you get the upside, you get the growth, you get the joy, you get the fulfillment. Everything you want is on the other side of fear comes to mind. So what I would suggest you do is really spend a lot of time, as if it was your star sign, getting familiar with this gate for you. Now, that might look like reading a bunch of websites, uh, but what I would suggest is, yes, do that, and then go to the Gene Keys and invest yourself into contemplating this gate more fully through the lens of the Gene Keys, and I'm going to tell you why. So for the Gene Keys, this part of the chart is your life's work, and I interpret that as It's going to play a role for you repetitively. And so it is your personal brand. Uh, It's the thing that people feel very naturally aligned to within you. And also that so you've done the researching online when it comes to human design about your gait. The next step that I would recommend is to really spend time understanding your gait as a gene key. And here's why. The way that Richard Rudd, the creator of the Gene Keys, works with these gates or what he calls Gene Keys is about frequency. And I've said this before, your marketing is absolutely your frequency. So he describes this as every Gene Key has a shadow state, it has a gift state, and it has acidic state. So when you learn about your Gene Key, you're going to discover your shadow within your personal brand uh, and life's work. This is the the value of this placement in your chart for your marketing. It's very much personal brand. So for me, as a gate three, my shadow is chaos, all right? So in human design, it's called difficulty at the beginning. In the gene keys, The way that's expressed, I would say, is in this shadow state of chaos. So things going haywire. Then in the gene keys, it goes into the higher frequency as well. So the higher frequency of this gate is innovation. So much more powerful when it comes to a frequency. And then the acidic state is innocence. And if you contemplate that even further, it is about playfulness. Now, when you bring all of this together and you you consider it as a gene key, you start to understand that this is a spectrum, that within this placement and within you and your DNA, that you have access to all parts of this energy, the shadow, the gift, the acidic state. And that is absolutely true for me. So I might find myself in chaos, and I regularly do. But when I'm in chaos, I am aware that the opportunity to move from chaos is to move towards innovation. And indeed, when I move into innovation, then I start to feel this lightness of being, this innocence, this playfulness. And what's unfolded this year so far is the perfect example of this, right? So Let's just look at Bali. So with Bali, I went from the chaos of the passport rejection (laughs) into 
how am I going to change my trip? How am I going to innovate and extended the trip so that I not only holidayed, but I spent some work days there. And then I ended up booking this incredible villa accommodation, which I knew would be phenomenal for shooting footage to use on my social media. And I banked, oh my goodness, so much content which means that I won't be needing to shoot a lot of, uh, well, this is specifically for Reels content. I don't need to film myself, which is something I do fairly regularly for weeks because I have not just amazing footage but high-quality, beautifully uh, shot, captured background. So I really made the best of this situation and then I had fun doing that. I basically set myself up for an hour a day, very early in the day when the sunrise was just happening to film this content uh, for three days out of the last week I was in Bali. And yeah, it was great fun. It was great fun. And if you follow me on uh, Instagram, which I hope you do, it's adivetmayer underscore, you'll see the amazing content that I was able to capture. I also always look for well why is the universe uh, sending me in this direction? And so I, I do believe that finding this villa accommodation was on purpose as well because I would love to run a retreat where the guests stay at this villa. So watch this space for that. Now, with the other things, you know, maybe there's not been so much uh innovation to the point of innocence at this point, but I trust that in time all of this will have a meaning. I mean, even with Canva at this point, I am absolutely in a place of making our work flow happen. Maybe there's a little bit of a productivity drop. There's a little bit of fear around that as well, but I found ways. Here's a perfect example. Uh, One of my uh, marketing consultant clients, the first uh, major presentation I gave to her was on her, her brand strategy and I lost that document. Uh, So I went back through our Zoom recording and I took a screenshot of every page as I presented it and then I was able to recreate the document. Innovation, right? So there is always ways out and I know that in the future that this lesson is going to serve me really well. Like I think the, the thing with the Canva lesson is I'm set for growth and with growth you need to have your structures in place. You need to have your systems locked down And part of that for me is safety and security of my work, protecting my IP, which I've been loose with in the past. The universe, I believe, is sending me this lesson right now because I need to get that stuff locked down. Now, let's talk about you. What does this all mean for you? I wanted to take you through this example because it can give you some reference or some jump off points when you start to contemplate your gate. When you get into the gene keys and you look at the shadow versus the gift and the sitting state and start to look for when does this show up for me? And also you will likely do what I've done, which is find the magic in it. Another aspect of this is starting to understand, well, how do I share this? How does this become part of my story? I believe that this element of your design is fundamental in your personal brand story, the story that is at the heart of your business that you tell repeatedly because it is authentic and unique to you. It differentiates you in the market. So for me, 
you if you've been around a while you know that a big part of my story is having been diagnosed with breast cancer in my late 30s and that really waking me up to not being satisfied or fulfilled in my corporate career and then going on the journey of what does my life look like in the future when I release that and I start a, a business for myself that is all of the things that I desired much more rewarding and gives me the ability to be of service, that whole journey is aligned to this part of me, along with the fact that it's been really hard to build my business at times. It's been difficult. The the beginning part was a nightmare. There was months when I had to borrow money just to get by, which is very normal. And so I talk about those things with authority and authenticity as part of my personal brand. So I hope this has been really useful for you and a big encouragement for you to start working with this. It's absolutely uh, one of my favorite things we do in the Frequency Project, which is my eight-week program to help you very deeply understand how to use human design for your marketing in a way that feels super authentic, that you love creating content from and that is more effective and fun, right? We want it to be fun. We're midway through the last round right now. And at this point, we are yeah, very deep in the personality sun gate and also building out the brand stories using human design blueprint and the gene keys as a base to unlock some of those elements of brilliance that you may be less conscious to. Uh, so yeah, it's coming up all around me in my own life. It's the content that I'm working with inside the Frequency Project. Of course, the Transit series, which is my YouTube channel, which is released every six days, is about the gates as well. So I'm very gate focused. Uh, before I finish up, just on that, today we move into, as I record this, we move into gate 60. This gate, interestingly enough, is all about getting your systems and structure in place so that you can have more flexibility and freedom. I mean, how timely. This time of the year, you've probably gone out with your setting your big vision and creating um, a level of sight towards you want, what you want to achieve and getting a bit revved up. Well, now we slow down a little bit. We've just had gate 61, which is more about creativity and mysticism. And now today we move into gate 60, which is a an energy of if you want to grow, you need to get the right systems and processes in place so that you can do that sustainably and scalably. So I thought I'd finish the episode by reminding you how important that is. Uh, And further to that, go back to my last episode if you haven't listened to it and learn about how I've done that in a big way in my business by finally bringing on the right support system and people and all of that good stuff. So that's it for this week. I wanted to let you know before I actually wrap up However, that the Frequency Project will be starting again in mid-February and right now the waitlist is open with an exceptionally amazing offer just for the waitlisters. 
that carries both money off and some incredible bonuses. So if you are tempted by the Frequency Project, if you want to understand how to use human design in your marketing, get your name on the wait list. I'm going to put the link into the show notes and I look forward to being in your ears again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Human Design for Marketing podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, tell your friends and extra brownie points. Go leave me a review. I would so appreciate it. There are heaps more resources in the show notes. I can't wait to be back in your ears again soon. Bye for now.